Hey, this is Glenn with another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, is your ideal a delusion? So I came up with this one after having a Twitter conversation with someone and also just my personal experience. So the Twitter conversation was someone bemoaning the fact that young men don't know how to behave themselves around women. And what usually turns into a eye contact from a woman turns into some kind of sexual advance from a man. And I was saying that there needs to be a gentleman's school where boys, pubescent boys, young men learn how to control their sex drive monster and understand that what they want and what they see is not necessarily how what women want and how women see it. And this person that I was having a Twitter conversation with said, no, it's just easy. It's just men need to learn how to control themselves. And I thought, well, that's the ideal. <laughs> but a male sex drive is something that is really intense and really stupid from my experience and from seeing what men around me have done and what they talk about and what they're distracted by. And in my life, it's been about learning how to control that and learning what women want to see and how they want to see it. And I had always said that telling a man to control his sex drive is like telling a woman to control their emotions. We just hormonally are different. So we have this ideal that men should be kind and should be receptive and should be gentlemanly. <laughs> and we have this reality of this thing that drives men that sometimes makes them uncouth. And it's not right. Again, we're talking about societal norms and and being a gentleman, these, these schools that we once had or this training that we once had that we kind of got rid of because we saw it as societal programming. Well, now we have nothing and we have men misbehaving because they don't know how to control their sex drive monster and they don't know how women want to uh, see them or how women want to engage with them. And at the same time, we have women that are just surprised that men do this all the time. I think there's this ideal of what an, what a man, how a man should approach you or should talk to you or should hit on you or not hit on you. And then there's the reality. So I see a lot of women just get blindsided by how rash men are in terms of engaging with them. And I think, well, yeah, there's the ideal and, and there's the reality. My first job out of college, I worked at a, um, a review show at Harris Casino in Reno, Nevada. 
And it was, uh, we had an early show, family friendly show, but then we had a late show. It was a topless review. And I remember thinking with all of my feminist training in college, man, I'm going to be working with these women that are half naked and they're probably so put upon in this industry by the man that made them do this. And I'm going to have to work at a women's shelter or something to offset this bad thing that I'm working in, this bad industry. Again, I had this ideal and then I meet these women and they know what they're doing. They know that men and other people are attracted to their body. They are dancers that are willing to be half naked and this is what they want to do. <laughs> and at the same time, there was this respect when I, when I got hired, my boss asked me, can you work around naked women without making them feel uncomfortable? Training, training the sex drive monster, because you're working around half naked, beautiful women. My sex drive monster wants to say, Ooh, half naked, beautiful women. But my training says I'm working with these people. They don't want me to engage with them sexually, even though they are presenting sexually for the audience. And in fact, they don't want the audience to engage with them sexually. They want to them to view them. These are the rules. You can entice, but you cannot touch, right? So again, it's this this sex drive monster training that I think the ideal is men don't need that. They shouldn't need that. They should just know. Well, no. <laughs> I had an ideal that men and women are equal. Equal, equal, equal. This is, should dress the same, should interact the same, should be the same. That's my ideal because I was taught feminist, feminism is the equality of women and men. And hardcore inequality in my head. Plus I had this ideal that women and men were the same. They're just humans, different versions of humans. And they shouldn't, they, they, they wouldn't want, there shouldn't be any difference. So when I was at Harrah's, there was a dress code change for the people that ran cocktails. And for the women, the skirts got really short. And I thought, well, what about the men? How come we have men cocktail servers? How come we don't put them in short skirts? And all my friends are, shut up, Glenn, shut up. There's a difference. And then I was talking to some of the cocktail waitresses and they liked showing off their legs so they would get better tips from the men that were allowed to look but not allowed to touch. And there was this training, you don't touch. And, and if you touched, you got thrown out. <laughs> Again, it's, it's all about control, but we are pushing the reality of there's a difference between men and women. And there are different expectations between men and women. When I, I remember working at a gig and some woman came up, older woman, and said, hey, can I get a big, strong man to help me move this water? Well, why in my equality world, why wouldn't you get a big, strong woman? Or a, why do they have to be big? You know, it, 
all of these ideals, but really she was looking for someone with upper body strength, stereotypically a man. And men are always looking to be helpful. That's part of their training. So she's diving into this reality. And I have this, this ideal back to this, also this, this, this delusion of equality. There was a guy that I worked with and he had, we had dress lockers and he had porn on the inside of his locker. So he had naked women pictures on the inside of his locker. And I being the equality feminist guy said, well, that's, if he can have that, maybe I'll put naked men on the inside of my locker. Not that I like naked men, but just to be equal. And again, it, those were fighting words. Glenn, don't put up make naked men. That's not right. But in my, my ideal of equality, this is the way it needed to be. So again, I, it was kind of delusional because was it worth starting that, that trauma. And we had one woman on the, the crew and she dressed somewhere else. So she wasn't ever going to see it. She knew about it and she just let it, she, she blew it off because men will be men, right? There's just this idea that look, if the female form entices you that much, fine, just don't get any on me right? There's this idea. And that's not ideal. Ideally, men should just not be attracted and not put up porn on the inside of their lockers. That's not right. You can't do that. That's the ideal. But in reality, they do. <laughs> They're constantly distracted with naked women, with the female form, with sex. It's just in their head. The other thing that I would think about is this idea of diversity. Well, why do we only have one woman on the crew? Well, it was a male-dominated industry. And there, there have been female technicians. But it's not something that is culturally something they want to to go into. And this one woman on the, the crew was really, she was a go-getter. She was really kind of, she could be rough and tumble when she needed to be. She knew how to be with the boys. She grew up as kind of a tomboy. So she didn't have a problem being in that male dominated environment. But what she did say is there was one other woman on the crew before, and she started to use her femininity to get advantage, which is something that women do and can do because men, ooh, if, if she's attracted to me, maybe I'll help her some out some more because then maybe I'll have a chance to sleep with her. I mean, this is the way men think. <laughs> That's the reality. And so she started to use her femininity, which messed the other original female stage technician up because then all of a sudden this one woman on the crew was using her sexual language and her sexual advantage of being a, being attractive to men to get favor and get things done within the crew. And the original person was 
getting angry because she wasn't using that language. And then it, it made, it made a divide between the two women on the crew. And so this, this person on the crew, female person on the crew that I was working with said, I'm never working with a female on the crew again. I'm the only one because it's, it's hell. The other person, I don't know if they're going to start using that language and their femininity. And I'm trying to, to play the, the equal playing field and just be about what I do. Again, it's, there's this ideal and then there's this reality and they always fight. And you can apply this to anything, any viewpoint you have. You have the ideal and then you have the reality. One of the ones that, that I experienced just recently is I got hit by a car January 5th, 2022. And I had my life kind of going. I had my ability to make now money going. And then I was working on my projects entrepreneurially and trying to make them make money. And when I got hit by that car, everything went away. I had no ability to make now money and I couldn't work on the projects because I'm working on my health. And in fact, I'm still working on my health a year and a half after. It really messed me up and to the point where I have to sleep more than I normally would. It's harder to, to regain strength and, and flexibility. Now, people would say, ideally, well, the, the person that hit you, it, well, was it your fault, Glenn? No, it wasn't. I was stopped. I was in my own lane at a stoplight and this person turned too sharply and hit me on my motorcycle and flipped me bull riding style. So it's all their fault. They should, well, did they have insurance? Yes. Well, then the insurance should pay for that. You shouldn't have any problem. Well, that's the ideal. But the reality is this person had insurance and the insurance doesn't want to pay. So they're going to stall as far as long as they possibly can and try and lowball me as as, as low, low as they can. Well, what do I, I have to eat every day. Where, where does that money come from? Fortunately, I, I didn't break anything. So I'm able to get back into the home that I had, but the ideal of, well, if someone hits you on a car with a car, they should, they had, in, they were insured, they should be paying you. Yeah, that's the ideal that we sell ourselves. But it's been a year and a half. And the reality is, I've had to come up with ways to pay for me now while not being able to work. And I think a lot of people don't regard that reality. They, they want to just talk about the ideal. My landlady, well, everyone should pick themselves up by their own bootstraps. And I said, well, okay, what if they don't have legs? Well, then they should learn how to paint with their mouth. <laughs> well, okay. Well, even famous painters, a lot of them didn't get famous till after they died. So what does that person that has no legs that's painting with their mouth do for food? Well, Right. It's this idea. We have this ideal. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But we don't want to think about the logistics and the reality because we just want people to figure that out. Now, there is something to be said for holding yourself and pushing yourself and, and not 
not letting yourself wallow in in misery and just let yourself go always trying to push and figure out the solutions going past the roadblocks instead of focusing on the roadblocks but the reality is sometimes we just need help from people that's the reality and this goes on and on and on i was talking to a friend about systems of government and she was calling me an anarchist i said stop stop because anarchy the ideal of what anarchy is is two different things it's a self self-governance but at the same time Anarchists in the early 1900s were blowing things up. So there's this idea that anarchism is violent. And I don't, I'm not violent. So no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not part of that ideal. But I do believe that government, the bigger you make the system, the more you have to pay people in those systems, the bigger the program, the the more you have to pay the programmers. So the programs that you built in order to service whatever that is, it never gets serviced because you're paying all the programmers. So I talk about direct positive action, which I guess in my friend's view is anarchism. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, no, help the person in front of you. That way you know where your resources go and at the same time, well, Glenn, are you for a direct tax? Well, I don't like not knowing where my tax money is going. I don't like trusting that someone else can will, will decide for me where my money best goes because I know that humans are humans and they will put it to where they need to put it or someone else, their boss, will put it where they need to put it or decide and I don't necessarily agree with that. So at the same time, I'm not saying we don't need governance because obviously not everyone is able to be self-directed. And what if you get hit by a car? So I have these ideals in my head all the time, and then I have to live the realities. And this goes for everything. One of the last things I want to say, looping it back, to male versus female. I was talking to my friend and she was, her ideal was that men had, should have the same look at sexuality that she had. And she talked about sacred sex. And I just thought, yeah, yeah that's not a, <laughs> men can, can definitely learn that sacred sex or that idea of deep connection with someone. But, that's not necessarily what they're going for all the time. Men have this switch in their head, at least from my experience. Sex on, sex off. It's just, and you can flip it anytime you want and it just works until you get older, right? Or you get overworked or you get obese or whatever, you get sick. Basically, it's just a switch. Whereas what my experience from women is it's heavily tied to their emotion. If they're emotionally connected to someone, well, then they may be sexually attracted to them, but not definitely. But with men, 
the reality is, oh, are we having sex now? Okay, think. <laughs> oh, we're not having sex now? Okay, think, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. And it's just kind of that simple <laughs> and just that mechanical. That's been my experience. But a lot of people, that doesn't fit their ideal because they want to connect. I would say, stereotypically, the women I've talked to, they want to have that emotional connection with someone. And that's a great ideal. Is it, re, is it a practical thing? And, and I think we get offended that it's not a practical thing. We, we hold on to that ideal. So what do you think? What ideals do you have and what realities do you live? And are your ideals delusional? Uh, I, I could go on for days about instances of where this works and where this doesn't and what we should hold ourselves to and what we shouldn't and when we should push for the ideal and when we just have to let go. I try not to be delusional. I try to hold my ideals, but I realize that there's this huge gray area and it slides up and down. What are your thoughts? Thanks so much. 